From Connects Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hillier. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. Our guest this week is Carmel Kendall, co-founder of greeting card company Neighborly Paper. Carmel and her business partner Robin were first neighbors growing up just outside Atlanta. They found themselves as neighbors again in their 20s living in Harlem, New York, and that's where Neighborly Paper starts. In 2017, the duo decided to come home and build their business in the ATL. We talk with Carmel today about why Atlanta is one of the best places to start a business and where she and Robin see Neighborly Paper going forward. Well, welcome, Carmel. Thanks so much for joining us today to talk about Neighborly Paper. We've, uh, we've been excited to have you, having just seen some of your work and, and hear a little bit about, bit about the story. So thanks so much for, for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's, uh, let's first, if you're walking down the street and somebody stops you and a conversation starts and they ask you, so Carmel, what do you do? What's your, your 30 second elevator spiel to them? Um, wow. That's, I feel like I do so much. Um, but I will probably say I am an art director. I'm an illustrator. I'm a designer, pretty much Anything that deals with art, I love it and want to do it, basically. <laughs> so if they ask you the same thing about neighborly paper, if they say, what's neighborly paper? What's your, what's your answer there? Um, we like to say we are a greeting card paper goods company, and we specialize in all things real. We like to keep it real with our cards, um, whether that's, you know, making you laugh when something's good, um, calling out the bad times and not so good times. Um, we just like to keep it real. Um, nothing's really off limits for neighborly. Um, we like to even tackle some taboo topics. So, so yeah, we just like to keep it real overall. I like it. I like it. And tell me a little bit uh, about the the company. I understand you have a partner that has kind of been around for quite a, lot, a while in your life. Tell me about your partner. Yeah, so I started the company with one of my best friends, Robin. Um, and we grew up together right outside of Atlanta um, on the south side. And uh, we went to school together um, all through elementary, middle, a little bit of high school. Um, and so in 2016, we found ourselves as neighbors again in Harlem. And um, Robin actually had the idea to start a greeting card company. She's a writer full time. Um, and so she just had some really witty lines that she wanted illustrations to kind of pair with them um, and asked me if I would be interested in starting a greeting card company with her. And I was, <laughs> um, I said, well, give me a, give me a few days. Let me, let me illustrate to her lines and see how it goes. And I did. And we came up with about eight cards initially. Um, and we decided to call our company Neighborly because of our background. We grew up as neighbors and at the time we're, we're neighbors again. And we thought that'd just be really fitting for our company. 
So does that just happen by chance that you guys both end up in New York or did you guys talk about that a little bit or how did that work out? It was definitely by chance. Uh, we, this was not planned at all. Um, she moved to New York for her master's at Columbia University, and I moved to New York after getting my master's at SCAD um, for my first job, which was in New York. And um, we just happened to be in Harlem. Actually, a lot of our friends were in Harlem. I guess that was just the place <laughs> where yeah. we all ended up. And uh, we were right down the street from each other and ended up being neighbors again. It's amazing how full circle there for you. Right, so, very full circle. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me in your background, how early did you know that you wanted to do something um, related to the art world? Was it as a kid, were you, uh, were you an illustrate, always illustrating, coloring, drawing type of a kid? How did that start? I was always illustrating and painting and, mm -hmm. and doing things like that, but I don't think that at a young age I knew that I could have a career in the art field, so it wasn't something that I was necessarily striving for when I was little. Um, it wasn't until college, actually, um, like my senior year right before graduation, <laughs> that wow. I realized that I could actually have a career in the art field. Um, and I remember coming home um, one weekend to Atlanta and I saw the Chick-fil-A billboards that are mm -hmm. always like really funny and witty and um, just really <laughs> simple. And, and I remember going back up to Howard. I went to Howard for undergrad and I remember asking my career advisor at the time, um, like, who, who are the people who make those? Like, who, what career is that? Like, who comes up with those ideas and those, like, funny lines for the Chick-fil-A ads? And she said, that's called an art director. And I, like, Googled <laughs> how to be an art director. <laughs> and so I was really late to the game. <laughs> um, and so after Howard, I decided to go to SCAD to get my master's in art mm -hmm. direction. And that is when my mind was just blown. Like my eyes mm. were open and I was like, oh my God, there's so much that I could do in the art field. And it, I just felt like I was home. Like, you know, it was just so much yeah. that I could explore in that field. And so that's kind of where it all started. I love that you Googled it. <laughs> and that's how you sort of took your first steps toward figuring out. Yeah, I definitely Googled it. Very, it worked. It's very millennial of you, Carmel. Well done. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, very millennial of me. How to be an art director. I mean, that's that's honestly how it came about. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't really exposed to art directors or graphic sure. design. I knew nobody in that field. Like hmm. my my dad's a lawyer, my mom is a doctor. And so I mean, I don't know. I just wasn't around anybody in the art field at all. Yeah. Well, no, we've talked about that a lot on the show of people with a creator mindset or whether that's from an entrepreneurial standpoint or an artist standpoint or a maker or builder standpoint, we sort of have that, that gene that says, okay, if we see something we like and that we want, we, you know, just start looking for ways to, to make that happen. So the ingenuity on your own without being really exposed to it to say, okay, who does those billboards? Like how does this, this process work is really cool and look where it's led you. So that's really right. cool. <laughs> um, tell me what you were doing in, in New York at the time that you and Robin sort of reconnected on Neighborly. Yeah, so at the time when we started our company, I was an art director at an advertising agency. 
and Robin uh, did corporate writing um, for a nonprofit. And um, we, after having our launch party, um, which was kind of our big kickoff um, to Neighborly, uh, it was so successful and we actually sold out of all of our inventory that we had wow. at the time. Um, and that I think was when it really was like, okay, people really, really like this and really yeah. need to keep this going. <laughs> So is it a thing that you've kind of been balancing ever since the neighborly with sort of your day job or what is, what is working on neighborly look like since you guys kind of started it both from your perspective and from Robbins? Um, so every year we have um, had a lot of growth, um, hmm. especially this year, 2020. I think our growth was kind of unimaginable. Um, hmm. And so we, we kind of uh, split the task, but we're, we're trying to figure out a way to work that's kind of working with our growth that's yeah. been happening. Um, and so at the point right now, um, I kind of manage our wholesale side of the business. So um, filling, fulfilling those orders to the stores and, you know, sending out catalogs and outreach and that kind of thing. And Robin, my partner, will manage the retail side of the business, which is um, direct orders from our website. Um, if somebody emails us saying, oh, they didn't never got their order, like all of that, she manages um, the retail side of the business. And so far, that's what's been working. Um, but again, as we start to get more popular and gain growth, we, we always are rebalancing how we do things. Sure. What's it like for you to sort of have your hands in a little bit of the operation side as a creative and as an art director? I know that's not always in our comfort zone. So what's that been like for you? It's a lot. <laughs> it's a whole lot. Um, every day is learning. I, you know, neither one of us had a business before this. We hadn't even really been in the paper company world. So every day is, is pretty much just learning. Um, <laughs> and I think both of us want to start getting more back into the creating side of it. Um, so just trying to figure out how to manage the business side so that we can still have enough time to brainstorm and create new products and for me to, to really have time to illustrate them. Sure, sure. So what does that process look like for you guys from sort of concept to completion from idea, you know, through it getting in into a consumer's hand. What does that process look like? Um, well, first we, we always have a running Google doc of ideas that we nice. throw in. So, I mean, there's hundreds of ideas in there. Um, <laughs> and this, 30, this 30 minute commercial for Google is brought to you by neighborly paper. <laughs> And Atlanta uh, no, maybe, brand. I, maybe I shouldn't say <laughs> company names, but um, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. It's but, part of all, all of our workflow. I don't know where I'd be without Google Docs. I know. They, I know they should sponsor me. Sponsor me, Google. There you go. There um, you go. But but that's kind of where it starts. And we just anytime we're thinking of ideas, we just throw them in there. Um, and we always kind of kind of try to keep our, our finger on the pulse of what's going on. Our cards are very timely. Um, like we have a Kamala Harris card, Christmas card right now. And, you know, just we try to keep a pulse on, on what's going on. And sure. um, 
so we start there and then we will uh, have a meeting and kind of go through the best ideas or our favorite ideas. Um, and then from there, I'll illustrate and try to figure out how to bring the copy to life. So whether the joke kind of lands in the copy or whether the joke needs to land in the image, like I kind of have to figure out that balance. Um, and usually I try to do several options um, so that we can lay them out and choose which one is the best. Um, and then we also have a focus group, which is really important for us because, you know, a joke might land for Robin and I, but then we'll show to our friends and they don't get it <laughs> or like mm. they don't understand the joke or maybe they think the joke is different from what we intended. So, um, <laughs> so having our... Um, Having our focus group is really important for us. Um, and then once we figure out the best and the most popular and the favorites among everybody, then we put those um, to print. And then we print um, massive amounts at once. We don't, we don't do like print to order or anything like that. Um, and then we package all the cards, which is a lot because we usually do thousands <laughs> at a time. Um, so, so that's a lot of work there. And then from there, you know, we put it on our, up on our website and promote it via social and, you know, then it can go into stores and into everybody's hands. Yeah. So I'm assuming you guys use a, a bulk printer to print, um, all your stuff, but as far as the, as far as the packaging goes, is that, are you guys handling that or are you, you know, find, have you found a third party that can handle that for you as well? Um, right now we handle it us and sometimes yeah. we have a packing party <laughs> with our nice. friends, nice. Um, but right now we handle it and hopefully soon in the near future, we can move to a fulfillment center. But as of right now, it's all Robin and I. Yeah. <laughs> when, so when did you, you know, you talked about those early days and you know, the order starting to pick up, what did you guys do? uh in those early days to sort of get the word out there and to, and to get your product in front of more eyeballs what was your strategy um well i feel like we have tried everything under the sun um but <laughs> when we first first launched um one of the big things we did was we gave out free postcards um we launched right before halloween uh with holiday cards um, and I made these really cute Halloween postcards that said, hey, boo. And it was like two ghosts on them. <laughs> and I, we got, I think, like a thousand printed. And I went to a whole bunch of different stores in the mall. And I just asked them if I could set these by the register and if they could just give them to everybody who um, buy something from the store, like just for free. Mm -hmm. And everybody said yes. And so that was a thousand postcards that went to all their customers and mm. it had our website and our Instagram on it. And that was one way to kind of get the word out about our brand. Um, and then we had a big launch party at a store in Harlem called Nilu. And mm. it's like a home goods store and the owner went to Howard. So we kind of had that connection going. And um, we had our launch party there and invited all of our friends. And then at the launch party, she announced that she wanted to carry our line, like our all wow. cards. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> and awesome. So from day one, we got a wholesale order and she's been carrying mm -hmm. our line ever since. So 
That's amazing. What a great story. I, uh, I've always wondered, you know, with, with hard products and the direct to consumer option obviously is important in 2020, but especially when you're printing in bulk like this, the wholesale side of things is super important for companies like yours. How did you start the process? Obviously the, the, the store in Harlem was a big, a great start for you guys, but how do you start the process of, of seeking out those wholesale opportunities? Um, so we started wholesale, I mean, aside from the one store in Harlem, we really didn't start doing wholesale until about 2018. Um, we went to the National Stationery Show, which is a big trade show in New York, which yeah. is extremely expensive. Um, so that was one problem is that we, we couldn't really afford to launch the wholesale side of the business. Um, sure. so, so we started that a little later and um, we went to the trade show in New York. And I think that's, that's what kind of um, jump started us into the wholesale world. Mm. Um, and we went 2019 and this year, 2020, um, at the beginning of this year. And that's kind of where I met the buyers from Paper Source, which is now one of our retailers. Um, and that's where we got our first international order. So I think doing the National Stationery Show was what um, helped a lot in um, getting us into the wholesale world. Yeah, that's cool. So here you are, I guess, you're, what year did you guys start the business? 2016. So you're four years in now. Four years, yes. What do you think... What's, what's going through your mind right now as far as next steps for you guys? I know we talked offline a little bit that you guys did move back to Atlanta, I guess, in 2017. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about, about that decision to, to leave New York. I know New York is seen by so many as sort of, you know, this epicenter for, like you said, um, you know, ad agencies, art direction, um, you know, a whole host of things. But you, did, you guys did make the decision to, to come back to Atlanta. So what went into that and what are you sort of focusing on as a business now? Hmm. So I I wanted to move back to Atlanta um, just because New York was so expensive <laughs> and um, I just felt like it, I was tired of being broke all the time and kind of yeah. wanted um, just a better uh, quality of life, I guess you could say. Um, hmm. And Atlanta's home and I love Atlanta so much. So, um, so I decided to move back. And as far as next steps go for Neighborly, um, I would love to see our wholesale side of the business grow even more, um, especially with nationwide chain stores. Like I would love to see Neighborly in Urban Outfitters and Anthropology and, you know, Walmart and Target and just, you know, all these big retailers. Um, I think the goal eventually is just to have Neighborly be a household name. Yeah. Um, I would also love to see us have some more partnerships. Like, why can't we have a graphic on a t-shirt in Forever 21? You know, like, why? <laughs> like, I would love to just branch out and get some more partnerships on our roster. Um, and just growing our product categories, like planners and calendars and journals and um, tote bags and all sorts of things. Hmm. So tough question for you. Uh -oh. And maybe, you know, I was going to ask you what your favorite illustration that you've done for neighborly is. And I know that 
that might be a tough one, but maybe one that, that has a great story that goes along with it that sort of sticks out in your mind from, from the four, you got, four years that you guys have been doing this. Hmm, that is a really hard one. Um, <laughs> I do have a funny story. So I did draw um, Stevie Wonder on a card and it was really funny because people thought he was future. Like the rapper. <laughs> and yeah. people were just like i don't get why future is at a piano or at a keyboard and i was kind of like this is not future this is stevie wonder <laughs> and that was well, really I, funny you because know, it's hard to portray age in illustrations sometimes <laughs> i guess yeah. i think it was the the sunglasses that kind of threw people uh, off but um it was so funny because we had printed so many of this card and mm. <laughs> and this is why it's good to have a focus group because you need to ask questions to the focus group like not <laughs> only do you get the the joke but who do you who is this person you know what i mean like you can't just assume that they know who it is um and i think that was just a hilarious story because we had so many printed and so we had to actually yeah. go all of those before changing the design <laughs> mm. It was just really funny. That was a, a big miscommunication. <laughs> Less, lessons <laughs> people learned. People still right? bought it, and I don't know who they thought it was. Maybe some people bought it thinking it was Future, and maybe some people bought it thinking it was Stevie. Sure. Uh, well, and if it works for both, that's a, that's a plus, right? Yeah, it, plus. I guess it worked for both. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to nice. the viewer's interpretation, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Well, I wanted to talk to you about uh, sort of – the significance of your partnership with Robin. And I know you guys haven't gone way back and spent, you know, kind of grew up together, spent your childhood together. And then to have this opportunity to sort of watch this, this business grow together, what's that been like for you? And has that made sort of the journey, you know, even sweeter for you to be able to share it with somebody that's close to you? Definitely. I definitely think it's been way better having somebody to go on this journey with because like I said, neither one of us knew anything about this world before we jumped in. And so um, we like to say that we are building the plane as we're flying it. And um, it would have been 20, 30 times harder if I had to build the plane by myself. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely think it's better just to have somebody to talk things out. Like, you know, there are times when I go on email and it's just like, putting out fires and it's like I don't know like how to answer you know what I mean like mm. I don't know the answers to these questions and so it's it's good to have somebody just to be like okay what what do we think is best like what are <laughs> what are we going to do in this situation um like there was one point where we had lots of printer issues and we didn't know what to do we had wholesale orders that were coming in and our printer at the time was just having so many issues and couldn't get it right and it's like, what do you, every, we have to send all these emails saying, okay, it's going to be a little late. You know, like it's, it's good to have somebody with you that can kind of help you out in these situations. So for yeah, sure. A lot, a definitely. Lot yes. What, uh, what's the Atlanta community been like for you since, since being back, how they responded to, to neighborly and how is sort of your experience having grew up here left and then come back, which I did the same, by the way, always a good decision to, to come home. But what's your experience been like? Um, it's been amazing. I, I'm so happy that we made the decision to move back. I moved back first and then Robin moved back um, later the same year. 
Um, and so it, it's been so good. Like there was a time that I was doing um, pop-ups at Pont City Market every Sunday mm-hmm. and just getting to meet all of the local Atlanta people. And then, you know, I do a pop-up at another store and like some of the same people would come by and remember me. And so it's been great, like just meeting all the customers in person and they're, they're all so welcoming. And we've gotten to do um, some custom cards for like Chick-fil-A headquarters and other businesses that are headquartered in Atlanta. And so it's just, it's just felt like coming home. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, the whole thought of coming home and and running a business here and kind of growing it here, hopefully that makes it even sweeter that as you guys continue to grow, you know, you can make your business look plug it into these different areas of the community that, that can really appreciate you guys as, as native daughters of, uh, of the city. So um, best of luck in growing that aspect. And, you know, we always tell folks uh, if there's anything that we can do, please holler and let us know. But um, yeah, hope keep doing your thing, Carmel. And, and um, we can't wait to see what ideas and, and, uh, you know, new products you guys come out with uh, over the ne- over the next couple years and, and even decades, maybe. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you're interested in carrying Neighborly Paper products in your store, or are looking for the perfect greeting card, you can find Neighborly Paper online at neighborlypaper.com. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full-service digital media company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you'd like to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. You can find us at connectstatl.com. Make sure to subscribe to Atlanta Born and Brand and Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.